everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where our thoughts, our prayers, and our hearts are with everyone in Jersey City, every member of that community, and of course, a shout out to Mayor Stephen Fulop, who is a friend of JM and the AM, a longtime listener, actually, and um, to the entire Jersey City police force on the loss of one of their own. Whew, that is one heck of an intro. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for listening. My name is Miriam L. Wallach, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network after what has been a crazy week in the New York, New Jersey area, but looking forward to Shabbos, as we always do, coming to you from the Nahum Siegel Studios right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. And, of course, Nahum was joined this morning by Miriam Pascal, who is the author of of, I mean, this is her third cookbook, More Real Life Kosher Cooking. We all know her from OvertimeCook.com. We will speak to her during That's Life in just a few moments. I'm actually very much looking forward to having her. Of course, I do want to speak to Yoni. He is here. He is a little coldy. Good morning, Yoni. What was that word? Coldy. Like cold. Well, not that you're cold, but you have, you're a little under the weather. You're a little... Oh, coldy. And then right. when you were saying cold, I didn't know if you meant like my attitude. No, no, my... no, no, no. That's what I was saying. Okay. Not like, positive boy, vibe, Yoni, you're cold. Vibes, yeah. And actually, um, it's a schwitz in here if you want to get some air going. Nasally, I would say more than coldy at this well, point. Well, I don't know if you've been, you've been paying attention to your cough. <laughs> oh, your God. cough... Here we go, the cough. Yes. Your cough is not just a nasality issue. It's a typhoid issue. And for those listeners who remember a number of months ago, um, I think it was before the Yom Tovim, if I'm correct. It was September, yeah. Yes, yes, is when you had typhoid the last time right. and were infecting all of us, which made, you know, Nachum and I go make sure that all our immunizations were up to date and that we and were wearing are. masks. Yes, yes. There's really very little that you can put forth at me now. I had had my flu shot. I even had my flu shot. I'm not a big flu shot taker, but now in, you know, in light of the fact that you have typhoid, so, I, uh, I'm happy that I got my shot. So I, there's nothing you can put forth at me okay. that I shouldn't be able to fight. Perfect. But still, All but right. still. Well, listen. I'm just happy. I'm, I'm not I'm sharing helping, a mic with you. You're sharing Nahum's mic, and that's, yeah, that's a problem. That's good for business. Right. So. That's, that's phenomenal for business. Let me tell you, there's nothing better <laughs> than when Nahum Siegel is under the weather. And of course, I mean that. Uh, sarcastically. But of course, Yoni, I mean, you know, it's not often in December that we get to talk baseball. So I just do want to make mention of the fact that we at the Yankees, as I predicted, bought one of your star pitchers. We at the Yankees. Yes, I represent <laughs> the entire the entire You're franchise the right now. Yes. Also, right? yes, in my spare time, Pollock. Right. Um, so I just want to say that as I predicted, we were just going to buy the best players. And look, we did. Let me tell you a good business move in baseball. To buy people? You want to be the ones to find the player. You don't want to be the ones to pay the player. Okay, that's beautiful. Right. But but <laughs> did, the people did who I just open that up in a fortune cookie. I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't even feel like opening the fortune <laughs> yeah. cookie now. But I I hear that. But you also want to be the one to retain the player, correct? In theory. Yes. But and that's, be, all, that's a lot of cash. It is a lot of cash. Only the evil empire. Can but do. you got to be in it to win it because, hey, you never know. Let's play all those numbers. Yes. You, let, Text me in nine years and we'll, we'll see how that Pollock, I hope out. you remember who I am in nine <laughs> years. It's very possible, as, as Nachum and I predict, that in nine years you will disavow any knowledge of right, us here at the yeah. Nachum Zegel Network. And so I, I just hope that you can bestow your greatness upon us in nine years and you can say... Mary Malik, that name's familiar. <laughs> it comes to me. I'm not sure how. Right. Yes, but um, but yes. Let's do the national holidays, and then we'll do the fortune cookie. National holidays. I didn't know that this week was National Brownie Day. 
I feel like I saw that somewhere. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I think it was on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm actually looking for it. The 12th, uh, which is today, is National Cocoa Day. But I'm looking back. I don't see... Um, I don't know. I'll have it's to... weird we didn't celebrate. I know. I sort of feel like I want to celebrate it today. I'd go for a brownie. It's got to be a good brownie. Well, Miriam maybe could help us out. Yes, I don't think Miriam's going to be baking for us in the front room. Mm. Mm, yes, that's that's unfortunate. Um, today being the twelfth, it is gen- it is Gingerbread House Day. Okay. It is International Day of Neutrality. Yeah, let's celebrate the people who have no opinion or decide not to take an opinion on anything. Kudos to you. National Dingaling Day. Okay. I don't know what that means, except I guess maybe to reach out to the people you haven't spoken to in a while, give them a dingling, yeah. ringling, ding. It's National Cocoa Day. Into that, it doesn't say hot cocoa. Just cocoa. Just cocoa. National Cocoa Day. National Lost Day. Ooh, like the show? I don't know. First of all, you watched that, didn't you? That it's was my favorite show of all time. Are you serious? Excellent show. I never. It's the one show that if there was a, a Houston sporting event on, I'd rather watch Lost. <gasps> I was, the, uh, I was so into it. In that is school. the ultimate compliment. Yeah, I was so into it. And I was even thinking, I think it was like yesterday or two days ago. I was like, I really just got to rewatch that show again. Was it eight seasons? It's eight seasons. It's I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you like, why would you rewatch eight seasons when all I do is watch yeah. West Wing on loop? That's eight seasons? Seven? Eight. Seven. Seven. If only there had been eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just funny that you say that about Lost and I... Because I was thinking of that with Maisel. Maisel? Yeah. Oh, mind melt. Yes. Like, it, it's also because it, I was just like, it's one of those shows I feel like I could rewatch. I don't really right. rewatch shows, but Maisel's also one of them. I just, the humor's funny. Yeah. Clever, like... Right. And again, not for everybody. We've made this comment right. that it isn't for mature audiences and whatever. But the same thing is true. I mean, I love Maisel, right. but I'm still rewatching West Wing before Netflix takes it off before I start Maisel. Fair. Same thing with the Jack Ryan series on Amazon. I think I'm done with those. Well, because he's not. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. I like the first few episodes and then I was kind of like. I yeah. like him a lot, but I feel like uh, he can't get angry enough to be a real Jack Ryan. Right. <laughs> That's my thing. Fair. He's like. He's got. He's not crusty enough, and every Jack Ryan has been crusty. Has had a crusty angle. Um, today is also National uh, Poinsettia Day. Do you know what a poinsettia is? No. You know those plants that you see around oh, this time, the short ones yeah. with the long green leaves and usually the red bottom. Yeah. That's it. Is there something for tomorrow? Being like, is there like a fried, an unlucky sort of? Um, I'm sure that I'm looking right now. Um, It doesn't seem actually like too much, which is weird. You would think that Friday the 13th would have a lot of... I have now. On Bite Size, I went on a whole scaffolding thing this week. Yeah, I heard that. I have something that maybe we could do on the live lunch I have a topic for. Okay. Are you going to be talking during the live lunch? It has to do with 13. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's do the the fortune cookie. Yoni, you feeling good about this one or not so good about this one? Uh, Iffy. Iffy. Yeah. Um, okay, let's, here we go. Successful leader knows the way, shows the way, and goes the way. Yeah, Yeah. I'm in. We're going to play this. Successful leader knows the way, shows the way, and goes the way. Well, ain't that the truth when it comes to our next guest? You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and 
And her, her third book is out, which is stunning to me because I would have total PTSD after finishing a first one. I can't imagine going on to a third. But we know her as the Overtime Cook. And of course, OvertimeCook.com is where you can find everything Miriam Pascal and more. The name of the book is More Real Life Kosher Cooking. And I was warned, and I should say advised by Nahum, not to listen to this morning's interview so as to make sure to keep our interviews completely separate, which is all good and dandy. And truthfully, he had already well schooled me and that I shouldn't be listening to it anyway. So it was really just a reminder for me. But what is funny is that I wanted to share the Facebook Live interview. So what did I do? I put the volume all down low. And so I could just share the video without having to hear any of the questions. But what did I notice that Nahum had marked up his book, (laughs) his copy of the cookbook with all the post-it notes in the world as I did as well. I'm sure though, that our markups are completely different. And I can't wait to get into this conversation. Miriam, thank you for hanging around and good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Totally my pleasure. And um, Gadalia Zlatowicz yesterday on JMNAM had mentioned that his wife basically feels that if she gets a cookbook and she gets three or four good recipes out of it, that it's a win. And I completely hear that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a subscriber and have been for a million years to Food and Wine and Bon Appetit and other great cooking magazines of, of blessed memory because they have gone the way of the dodo. And I sort of feel like if I get one good recipe or one really good idea out of a magazine, that it's been a win. I mean, there's such a flooding of content in the market right now that you're putting a lot of pressure on the author and on the cookbook, on the, the recipe developer to come up with something new and innovative every single time. So I sort of feel like, all right, you know, it was worth my six bucks or whatever it is if I get one or two, you know, ideas, recipes out of an issue. So I pick up your book. And um, I I I prep for I prep for interviews. I really do. Okay. Okay. And I keep cookbooks on my night table because they're so relaxing for me to Absolutely read. Right? Same. Aren't they just? They're comforting. They're nice and and they're enjoyable. I have now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight recipes that are totally going into my repertoire. So you have not only blown my three or four, you know, recipe expectation in this book, but I am already, I'm making shavabrachas next week, and there are a good four or five that I'm going to tab, because there are so many good ideas in here that I am, I'm honestly blown away. And I, I so much. It's, it's really my pleasure because you deserve the accolades. This, um, this to me seems even more innovative than previous um, cookbooks that you've put out. And, and I'll tell you why, because it's exceedingly current. It is really very end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And the biggest example of that for me was the fact there are air fryer tips in there. So I I, want to talk about that for a second. We'll talk about the recipes and we'll talk about your technique and all that. But talk to me about having a new appliance that we are not used to working with, right? And that's sort of trendy. I mean, like, I I didn't see any Instapot stuff in here. (laughs) But... So um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually brought that up with Nachum earlier um, and he was not a fan of the air fryer. And I said, try the chicken wing recipe with the, with the air fryer because he mentioned that he loves chicken wings. And I said, that's the recipe that, that chicken wings is what converted me to the air fryer because they're so fattening. 
And the cool thing about the air fryer, do you use air, do you use an air fryer? I don't. I don't own one because Maybe I'm waiting for somebody to this. convert me. <laughs> okay. So the cool thing about chicken wings is that normally they're deep fried to get really crispy. So not only are air fried chicken wings just as crispy as deep fried, I'm not even joking. They're so crispy. But the cool thing is that the way the air fryer works is the food sits on a grate and the hot air circulates around the food instead of hot oil. But because it sits on a grate, the fat drips down. So not only is, are you saving all the calories from not frying in oil, but when you're done making a batch of chicken wings in the air fryer, you pull the basket out and underneath it, there's a ton of fat that dripped off, which is cool because it's, it's actually even lower fat than right. if you bake it or right. something. But um, they're so crispy. So um, that was really what converted me. I was like, this is amazing. Like you can eat chicken wings. They're still not the healthiest part of the chicken, but they're so much healthier than if you fry them right and really just as good and i don't say that lightly um so what happened was that when i started working on this book i had the idea to include um to include adaptations for various appliances such as air fryer and, and i had in mind the instant pot which um i i wanted to do but ultimately it had to be something I fell in love with. Right. And not that the Instant Pot's not great. Honestly, I just didn't have the time to play around mm -hmm. with it enough to fall in love with it. So maybe I will. And maybe if I write another book, it'll be full of Instant Pot adaptations for recipes. Um, or maybe I, I've, I've thought about putting together a guide, you know, a post-publication guide where I'll go back and say, right. here's how to adapt these recipes to the Instant Pot um, if I fall in love with it after now that the book is out and I'll have a little more time. Um but I did fall in love with the air fryer. It's amazing. There's so much that I do with it. So is it is it interesting though? Is it is it exciting though to bring a new appliance into your kitchen and start like you know f literally falling in love with it? Because you have all of your recipes that that we all live by. Okay, right. that we that are tried and true. And now we're going back, and you're saying, "Listen, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a twist. Right. Give this a shot." Like. You're bringing something, your kitchen, I imagine, is like your space. It's your man cave, right? It's your space. But I want to point out, I want to mention, because people listening have never seen my kitchen, it is tiny. If you think I have some big, fancy kitchen, <laughs> I have a tiny little kitchen. Um, but it's yours. It is mine. And I, yeah, even when, when other people like, even when, you know, when I host and people are trying to help me clear, I'm like, just. just right, stay out of my space. Like, don't come in the kitchen. Right. I totally, I also, totally hear small, that. So there's not a lot of room for other people. Right. But it's also but, your domain. Yeah, absolutely. So to bring something else into your domain that you're saying, okay, this is my oven. I love my oven. This is my this and my that. I'm bringing in a new appliance. Like, I, I want to fall in love with you. Like, how weird is that for you to have to, like, adapt and try and include this new thing? And then, and then what happens if it doesn't work? You have all these people who are waiting for Miriam Pascal to put out air fryer recipes. And now she's going to be like, guys, it didn't happen. So I want to mention two things. Firstly, I actually don't, um, I, I, I don't only give air fryer options. Um, right. I just want to be clear for those who don't have it because my number one thing is accessible and approachable right. and approachable is right on my cover, but right. I'm, I'm not buying an air fryer, right, but I can still make your wings. Yeah. Cause I give at least, so at least one other way to do it. Some recipes I say it's bake, fry or air fry. Some recipes is bake or air fry. Some recipes is fry or air fry. Whatever the case is, the air fryer is always an option because I totally get that. Like people have to pick and choose, you know, whether it's about money, whether it's about space, sure. whether it's about time to learn a new thing, like, not everybody's going to have every appliance, and I'm not going to make an assumption that they do. Um, 
that being said, I find with a lot of these really trendy things like sous vide, mm. instant pot, air fryers, um, and there's some new things that are coming up, and who knows what will really be a trend. Um, but I find that a lot of them are like either you love it or you hate it. Right. <laughs> and if you don't love it, get rid of it, give it away, sell it, whatever it is, because you don't need it to complicate your life. And I mentioned my kitchen's tiny. I don't have room for things that I don't love. And I, I get sent things all the time sure. to various companies. So the truth is the air fryer, the reason that I got into it was because I was working with a company that wanted me to do a cooking demo using an air fryer. And I said, well, in order to do a cooking demo, I'll have to play around and learn how to use it. So as part of my work, I was kind of forced into it and I fell in love with it. But I've had other things that were sent to me or that I had to learn for work that I said, mm, I don't really see this as something I'm going to use all the time. And so either I gave them away, I have them sitting in a closet somewhere, they're still in the box, right? whatever it is. My sous vide. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so I actually have two electric pressure cookers, not in pot <gasps> brand, but two of them in the box at my house That's... that are wait- waiting to be discovered. That's so hysterical. Yeah, my daughter- my in... new favorite thing, we'll find out. My daughter in college has my sous vide. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did with it because it was not a huge hit at home. We are speaking to Miriam Pascal here on That's Life. Again, the name of the new cookbook, the new release, which, by the way, is available at artscroll.com, 20% off using promo code radio, 20% off of the book, plus free shipping. This offer is only good till this sa- this Sunday night. So you must make sure to buy it. You'll get it in time for Hanukkah. That is not yeah, a problem. ships right away. Yeah. The art school's pretty re- responsive, let's yeah. just say. More real-life kosher cooking, approachable recipes for memorable dishes. Okay. So now we're going to go through some of my tabs. Okay. I just want to tell you one thing because I'm, I'm, I'm finding it funny that you, you saw that he... Tab, right things tabbed but you didn't hear it was actually his wife who did that ah! so <laughs> um she picked some things that she thought he would like she picked some things that she would that's like that's funny you'll go back you'll listen and that's you'll, funny you'll, i didn't realize compare. i didn't realize stacy was becoming the production assistant for uh for this episode for this morning's episode of jamie name so when i open a uh one of my favorite co- um, cooking magazines i always start from the back Okay. Because the end page to me is always a lot of fun. So okay. I love the fact that there is an entire dedicated area to sauces and staples. Thank you. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And what's the most important thing to me is the fact that there's a ganache recipe. Now, why four am I... ganache recipes. Right. Exactly. Not <laughs> just one ganache recipe, four ganache recipes. And what's so exciting about it is that there are three ingredients in each. Absolutely. Right. So this, if anything... Like speaks to the fact that all of your recipes are completely approachable. It's this, and and I wonder if we can if we can literally start our discussion about food with this. Like, how is it possible that you're able to approach even something like ganache, which just sounds scary to make, right? It right. just it's not a it's not a sandwich. You're not you're not going to put this on the back page and say making a sandwich is approachable. No, you're saying making chocolate ganache is approachable. How is it possible, or how do you approach a recipe or a dish and say, how am I going to simplify this for the normal person in a kitchen who is scared by the word ganache? Um, so that's a good question. I think in general, I, I always try to... Um, I I always try to like demystify the, the recipes and sometimes yeah the, the words could sound fancy but ganache for those of you who don't know is really just a mixture of chocolate and usually cream but you I've done it with other things for example for Pesach chocolate and red wine makes it delicious really ganache. yeah absolutely 
Um, and it, it becomes kind of at, at, when it's warm, it's like a chocolate sauce. And as it hard, it cools. I'm sure you know, but for those of those um, listeners who don't, as it cools, it solidifies into what's kind of like a truffle filling. So literally, you can just take ganache, put it in the fridge, scoop it into a bowl, and that's a truffle. Or you can take it warm, spoon it over your ice cream, and that's delicious. There's so much you could do with it. And it's the name may sound fancy, but it's really two or three ingredients. So the one of the things I always try to do is avoid unnecessary steps and ingredients. Mm. I try to distill it into how to make it simple because, um, you know, as I talk to people over the years, I'm doing this for eight and a half years, and I have people talk like messaging me and posting and all these things all the time. So I hear so much about their concerns and what's with the questions. And so I always try to like leave out the unnecessary things and just make it as simple as possible. And in fact, people tell me that like their eight year old is making recipes for my book. And I'm like, that's a success because to me as a recipe writer, I want that anyone, regardless of their level of skill and experience should be able to make the recipes. So I always try to think of like someone who doesn't know what they're doing and people think I'm joking when I say this but um I don't know anything about makeup like to me makeup is like quickly put on a little eyeliner and hope that you look decent I don't know anything about makeup and beauty and products and whatever so sometimes when I you know I love watching cooking videos um and I but then I wonder like how does it feel when you're watching cooking videos and you don't really understand what's going on so well. So sometimes I will actually watch a makeup tutorial video wow, just to see like, how does it feel when you have no idea what they're talking about? And I'm like, how'd they get from there to there? They, they didn't explain that well enough. So I always try to keep those people in mind and not assume any, any level of knowledge. Not that if you do have the level of knowledge, you can't make right. the recipe, but I try to be clear, give visual cues, give examples, give time ranges. I always try to make it so that, I'm not assuming any level of knowledge so that even, like I said, eight-year-olds can make it. But obviously, if you're more experienced like you are, you can enjoy it as well. But so. I tell people all the time, if you can read, you can cook. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think that that's it. But but I've never written a cookbook. So you're, and I have absolutely no plans to, but your, your recipes and that, the beauty in their simplicity is that, yeah, if you can read, you can cook. And you want to make a ganache, I'll tell you how to make a ganache. And you want exactly. to do the, make the ruglock, I'll tell you how to make the ruglock. All of it is totally, totally friendly and easy. And most importantly to me, not scary. Are there any two-pagers, as I like to refer to them, two-page recipes in here? Or am I correct in that all of the, all of the steps are literally on one side? There, there may be a few that kind of spill over a drop. We'll blame that on the formatting. <laughs> well, yeah, so usually it's like the plan ahead or the notes. Right, or right, like right, right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any recipes that had to spill over. I, I See, I've um, literally read the book. I mean, I've read the book like six times at this point. Wow, I, I stole you. it from Nahum. <laughs> and I, I stole it from Nahum. And, and of course, he was like, are you sure you want to take it? Otherwise known as, I really don't want you to take it because I'll never get it back. <laughs> but I was going through it over and over again. And I was like, wait a minute. There are no two pagers. And that, again, speaks to just how approachable all of yeah, these recipes are. very important. To right. Because I know for myself, like... I don't think I have the shortest attention span, but if I see like a huge page of text, I'm like, forget it. I, I, don't, I don't want to read that. Right. Who wants Next. that? And by the way, that doesn't speak so, to approachable. Yeah. That speaks to very much unapproachable. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, if, if you flip through the book, you'll see two, three instructions. Correct. And the ones that have more. Oh, I love that. This is it. Just put, picked out. This is, I mean, we're going to talk about this in a second. The, the ones that have more are really, are where it may seem complicated, but I'm just giving extra information to like help you 
to guide you through a slightly more complicated recipe. I always say, like, I won't call my recipes easy because even though almost all of them are, I don't want to set an expectation that every single recipe in the book is easy. There are a few that are more involved that are meant for special occasions. Because right. to me, it's I want for every occasion, whether it's Shabbos, whether it's weekday, whether it's Shavrachos or something fancy. So, you know, there are a few more complicated ones. And I try to give, if there's any extra details, I try to include that. But most of the instructions are like two, three, maybe four. And I always try to keep the text to a minimum. Correct. It's 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 so um, the language is tight. The instructions are tight, which is also important. I don't need 17 steps to do anything in my life at this point. And I, I would imagine that everyone else feels that way also. I mean, there are so many ways, and I'm going to use this term even though I don't really mean it. There are so many ways to get out of cooking dinner. Right. There is so much kosher food available. There is so much takeout. And then that's before you call Seamless or Grubhub to have that right. delivered as well. I mean, there are many, many ways. And a lot of takeout has gotten much better in terms of level level of healthiness and freshness and all these other things. Absolutely. So you, you have to sort of make a commitment that you still want to cook at home. You still want to make stuff at home that you've done. But this one on page 226 and 227, yes, this is a two-pager, but only because the picture is big and only to make a point. Well, there's five recipes. On two so, pages. On two pages. So, I, yeah, we do have to point that out. Um, okay, I'm Yoni's so telling me I'm running out of time with you. Stop passing me notes. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you pointed this out because this may be my favorite page in the book. This is genius. Thank you. This so, is absolutely genius. What we're looking at is, is a spread called Two Ingredient Sides. Right. And so I'll tell you how it started. I was making this recipe, which is the everything roasted eggplant. Um, I just took some sliced eggplant, roasted it with the everything bagel mix, which I actually have a recipe for in the sauce and staples chapter. And it was so good. And I was like, should I, I, this was not yet for the cookbook. This was talking about my blog. I was like, should I post this? Is it even a recipe if it's only two ingredients? Mm, it's like too that's simple. a philosophical question. So, yeah, because it's like <laughs> how simple is too simple. So I decided to post it, and I wrote an intro about how I don't know is this a recipe? Do you want me to share more of these super simple recipes? And everybody was like, absolutely, right. we love this. And so when I was working on the book, I was like, well, I can't really put a two ingredient recipe into a book because it's like people don't realize this, but you have to think about every page because kind of unlimited pages the, the the cost is based on a certain number of pages and right, right. So, and also these are high quality right. pages because full the color correct the photography needs to be absorbed by a good kind right. of paper so i i had a limited number of pages so i was like well it's a waste to put a two ingredient recipe but on the other hand people love the two ingredient recipe so then i was like wait a minute how about five two ingredient recipes it's so genius that's what i did so i have the two ingredient sides i'm making I'm this for shabbos all five i'm making this platter for shabbos Please send me a picture. I will. I would love to see that. I will because this to me is it, this is so genius. And of course, I'm looking at it going two ingredient sides. Um, and I was like, if this, I mean this seriously, if this was in any other cookbook or in a magazine, I'd roll my eyes. I'd roll my eyes because I wouldn't believe it because it would just be the equivalent of lather, rinse, repeat. Just do this to this one and this, and do the exact same thing. But it's not. Each one has a different flavor. Yep. That's why it's genius Thank because you. you have the shawarma spiced potatoes that are going to be on the same platter with your pesto zucchini. And as much as I make my own pesto, it never occurred to me to put it on zucchini. Last week I made chimichurri uh, string beans. Okay, great. That works. That's that that's great. But I own all this. Right. I own the pesto. I own the zucchini. Well, 
you know, I'm buying the zucchini, right. but you know what I mean. But like, I'm making this platter because it is absolutely so smart to me and it's healthy, it's fast, and there's nothing on here that somebody can't find to love. Absolutely. It's, it, this is like, it, it, this and the, and the three ingredient ganache are your poster children for this book, in my opinion. Because. What about two ingredient chocolate mousse? Yeah, but I, I tabbed that page, but Yoni's making faces at me and is already telling me that I'm spilling over into the next show. So I, I just want, well, one second, I'm getting here. I want to show you that I did it. It's in here. I did it. I, I believe you. I really did. I really did. First of all, everyone on the Long Island Railroad, like people who, you, you know, you see the same people commute all the time. They literally think this is all I've been reading all week because it's all, I'm just, I'm schlepping it around. I can't get enough of this cookbook. It's really fabulous. Um, okay. I get it, Yoni. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Stop throwing darts in my general direction oh and the spinach chicken burgers you know why i'm so impressed with this i'll tell you why because i don't eat meat and i'm making this oh i don't eat meat i haven't eaten meat since i'm 14 i don't know if you noticed this picture we discussed i discussed the portobellos yeah instead of instead of a bun i use portobello as soon as i saw it genius carbs this a filling dinner, almost no carbs. Totally, totally genius. It was the first thing. Yeah, I don't notice the, the, the protein as much as I noticed the portobellos because I would use them to stuff them with anything. They're a good canvas for so many yep. different proteins that I saw this and I was like, wow, she used that on purpose. It was so smart. The notes on the bottom are great. The planet head tips on the bottom are great. I, I can't recommend this enough. And truth be told, I don't really recommend cookbooks. This I'm is- honored. Thank I, you. I, I, I'm serious. I don't. Not only because- I'm just a tough crowd, but because it's a commitment, it's a financial commitment when so much is available on your blog and so much is available on your website right. and there's just so much content out there that you're like, am I really going to spend X, Y, and Z on on a cookbook? But yeah, you need to buy this cookbook. This is totally, absolutely worth it. Available at artscroll.com again for 20% off with promo code radio, more real life kosher cooking. Miriam Pascal, I, I can't thank you enough for joining me this morning. Thank you. Thanks I, so much for having me. My pleasure. And I thank you for this cookbook. I mean that sincerely. Um, this is, by the way, bridal shower gifts. This at, is a Hanukkah gifts, Hanukkah gifts bridal shower gifts, and you know, gifts for the guy who likes to cook, who doesn't own the cookbook yet, who is ignoring me because he's been giving me bad, dirty looks during this show because I'm going overtime, but he's getting a copy as well for Hanukkah. So I, you are, and I you'll hope, thank I me. Hope because of that, he'll forgive you for going over. No, no, <laughs> no. This is like, this is like a Yarogval Yavor, what I just did. Anyway, all right, I'm just closing out, right? Yes, I'm closing out. You've been listening to That's Life. Bye, guys.